Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome everyone. It is episode 47 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This week, this day, I have um, my friend who is also a psychologist and an access consciousness facilitator and a business consultant with me, Mr. John Wheeler. Welcome, John. Hello. Um, so tonight, today, our topic is called gaslighting. And John is actually um, a therapist. He's trained, um, and he actually recently was ha- went through some extensive training in the around the area of gaslighting. Um, and he has a class coming up um, actually this weekend um, about gaslighting. So I really wanted to invite him on here today and actually ask you some questions, John, around gaslighting because I get that it's a really popular topic at the moment, and it has been for a couple of years now. But I feel like a lot of people have taken the topic and made it, like taken it and have misconstrued misconstrued it. Um, So I'm very grateful to have you here. And you've actually helped me a lot over the last few weeks in getting clear on like what is gaslighting and and what is is the energy? What is gaslighting and what is not gaslighting that people are saying is gaslighting? Mm -hmm. So welcome. Yeah, this is a very big topic and it takes a lot of presence when you read things to get clearer on what it is and what it isn't. And like you said, this is a topic I personally wanted to speak to because I am seeing people who like one person will manipulate them or say something negative to them and they're going, oh, they're gaslighting me. It's like, no, actually, they, they are actually just manipulating you. There is a very big difference between the two. And the difference is someone who's manipulative is simply manipulative, which means they might tell a lie here or there, tell you what you want to hear to get something out of it. But it's rarely malicious. And it's like a one-time deal. Or maybe it happens every other time, but it's not every time you interact with the person. People that do gaslighting uh, is usually more subtle. So it might feel like manipulation at first, but it's actually a, a system systemic it repeats over and over and they actually have several different tactics they use to do it but it really leaves you in a sense of not knowing who you are or like you can't leave the situation if you're just being manipulated you walk away going wow that person just manipulated me or wow they really tried to pull one over on me that's very different than someone who's actually in a gaslighting relationship so what is like um like if someone is just, you know, someone's being mean to you or is angry at you, you're saying like, that's not necessarily like gaslighting. Correct. So for it to be gaslighting, it has to be a behavior that's done repeatedly many times. Correct. And, okay. and it leaves you like the biggest piece is that it, again, leaves you in that place where you feel like you don't know what's real. And honestly, it, it makes you think you're insane. Like you become the insane one in the situation. And most people who listen to this may have heard the suggestion before, but if you if you want to see what gaslighting looks like in a romantic relationship in a very clear fashion, the movie Gaslight 
the version from 1944 with Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman is an amazing movie to watch to see it. Um, and I, I recommend there's a book, which I don't have. I lied. Yes, I do. It's right here. I have where, the book. Where did the book go? Yeah. I highly recommend this book called Gaslighting. It's written by um, Stephanie Sarkis, who's a PhD. She's a psychiatrist, I believe. Um, actually, she's a therapist. I just read it on the back of the book. Slight difference. But I highly recommend that book. She actually wrote the Psychology Today article, The 11 Warning Signs of Gaslighting, which came out in 2020, right before or during the presidential election here in the United States. And honestly, that article is what brought it to the forefront like gaslighting's always been around. Like I said, that movie was made in 1944 based on a screenplay that was written several years prior. So it's not a new topic. It's just something that people weren't using as an everyday term, which I think is why the confusion started to come around of like everyone thinks everything is gaslighting and, and everything is narcissism and abuse. It's like not everything is that. So can you... um actually can you say a little bit about like what what is narcissism and how what is the difference between narcissism and gaslighting yeah so narcissism is actually a mental disorder in the dsm-5 it's also a personality disorder so if someone is a narcissist um it comes from the term narcissist which was a it's a greek myth i believe but people get it confused because they say you know narcissists became obsessed with himself. No, he was actually cursed by Hera to fall in love with the next person that he saw. And the next thing was his reflection. <laughs> so he didn't fall in love with himself. He actually fell in love with his own image and became obsessed with his image. And that is a really good definition of someone mm -hmm. who's narcissist. It's someone who thinks very, usually, this is the typical behavior, they think very highly of themselves and their image is everything. So they don't see their flaws they rarely see anything wrong with themselves and it's they usually look for a relationship with someone who obviously may have a little less self-esteem or a little less value of themselves because they're easier to control and you basically become a supply for them which means they use you as a way to validate themselves or to gain power or whatever gaslighting is something that narcissists can use there are people who gaslight that aren't narcissists. And the reason I, I personally make that this, you know, depiction between the two, narcissists can use gaslighting, but some gaslighters are not narcissists because some people actually gaslight and don't know they're doing it. For example, if you grew up in a family with a parent who's a narcissist who gaslit you most of your life, you actually think it's normal to treat people the way that the gaslighter did. So you may end up in a relationship where you're gaslighting your partner unintentionally. Can you give an example? Uh, I'm trying to think of one, to be honest. I Because I've had a conversation with people who have it. So, you know, it's really hard to even think of an example because yeah. it's so it's such a weird line. But with, like, so if your parent constantly questioned your looks, for example. Um, oh, here's an example. I just thought of a client. So if your parents constantly telling you that you can't do anything or you can't go out in public without wearing makeup, you have to wear makeup to look good. You have to dress a certain way. You have to act a certain way when you go out in public or no man's going to want you. 
for example. So let's say you grew up with that. Then you as a parent with your child more than likely are going to instill that same behavior, that same attitude towards the way you look, the way you dress, the way you act. And you might even use the same tactics that your parent tactics that your parents use, but it doesn't mean that you mean to gaslight people. Uh, same thing can happen with siblings. Like if you have a gaslighting parent, a sibling can learn those behaviors and then treat you that way as well. So then your sibling starts gaslighting you. They're not doing it to be harmful or mean. They're just treating you the way that your parents did and how they saw. So it can be a learned behavior. And in that case, obviously, again, that person may not necessarily be a narcissist, but they are a gaslighter because they've learned the techniques of gaslighting. So with those people who are gaslighting and may not realize it, those people are usually going to be pretty easy to work with or to show them like, hey, do you realize that this is what you're doing? Someone who's a narcissist in gaslighting is going to take a lot more work to, for that person to see that they're doing it. Narcissists rarely see that they are doing abuse or that they're even narcissistic. So if you're someone out there who's wondering if you're a narcissist, if you're already wondering personally if you're a narcissist, the chances are you are not. And I was just introduced today to a topic called um, echoist, E-C-H-O-I-S-T-S, -S, echoist. I've not heard this term, but the way it sounds is basically you echo and you think that you are a narcissist when you're in a narcissistic abusive relationship. Um, okay. So more, more information to come on that term probably in the weekend class. But I know that it also comes from the same Greek myth, which is that the only company narcissists had was Echo, who was um, a female presence that was trapped in the well that Narcissus saw his reflection in. So more to come on that. But the idea <laughs> with it is like you start to form these bonds with people who are narcissists. And sometimes you walk away and you're going, am I the narcissist? Are they a narcissist or am I just making this up? Are they a narcissist or am I the problem? And I'm the one being abusive and I'm the one letting the person down. So it can, again, you know if you're actually truly being gaslit because it's going to be hard to leave the situation. So the main thing, it's a lot easier. sorry, say that again. So what can, so I just, cause I know that people, for you, like, this is like so easy, like it's clear in your head <laughs> and I can all, almost feel even myself included. Like it's still not clear, like, how, okay, how do you know when you're really being gaslit? <laughs> someone, I don't know if you can hear someone scratching yeah. the wall. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's happening outside this room. Um, the It's hard to know until you experience it. But the biggest sign to me is if you walk away from a situation questioning who you are and what you believe. The whole concept of gaslighting is that they make you feel like you don't know anything. Okay. Can I just stop there for a second? So like, but that is like, okay, but there's many times you could have a conversation with someone walk away, kind of like doubting yourself or like, even like if look at the work we do with access, it's all about challenging your points of views and your mm -hmm. beliefs. So you could be in a conversation in a class where you'd walk away going, I don't know what's fucking true anymore because all your points of views yeah. have been challenged. Could you speak a little bit to that? Yeah. So the difference would be, so you walk away doubting yourself, but you're, well, there's a difference in walking away doubting yourself and walking away in question. Mm. So if you're walking away in question, it's not you're 
questioning your value and if everything you know is wrong and the way that you see the world is is crazy. If you're walking away going, am I doing that? Like, am I actually concluding here? Do I actually have a result in mind? Did I just make up this whole invention of a situation? But those are things I think that usually happens in an access class, for example. If someone yeah. says, you're not really asking a question here. You have a conclusion to walk away. Like, did I ask a question or was I in conclusion? That's not doubt. That's a question. Doubt would be that you walk away thinking now that you don't know anything or where to go or what to do. And you now need that person to tell you what to do. Oh. If you get to that point where that person is now the answer or that person is now like they now know you better than you know yourself, that might be an indication that you're in a gaslighting relationship where the other person becomes the superior source of information. Okay. And now I'm going to take another step forward. Sometimes a person can do that, like where I've even done that myself, where like the facilitator has the answer and I need to go to this class because they're going to tell me what I need to do with my life. But that's not them doing that. That's me doing that to myself. Right. So is that, where, is that where we gaslight ourselves then? It's where, yes. And it's also where you start to follow instead of lead in your own life, mm. which is something that I've just uh, recently figured out a difference in going to a conscious horse class was yeah. like where I rely not necessarily on someone else for the answer, but I rely on someone else to give me like money or to give me information to then make decisions rather than going out in the world leading and actually making a choice to like what I would like to do. And if you, if you feel like you can't make a choice without someone's validation of your choice, that's also an indication that you've either been gaslit or you're gaslighting yourself because you, you literally get to the point where you cannot choose without that validation or that person or that thing giving you the answer. And that's where I say there's a difference in manipulation and gaslighting, because if you were manipulated, you might choose something and then afterwards look at it and go, why in the world did I choose that? I would have never chose this in a hundred years. Oh, I did it because so-and-so said, and then you're done. That's a manipulation. When you choose that, and then you feel like you can't unchoose it or choose something different without worrying about what this person that told you to do the thing is going to say or do to you. That's an indication of abuse and gaslighting. So there's a slight difference in the, the deviation of the outcome. With manipulation, you don't lose your sense of self or your choice. And gaslighting, after so long, you do. And this is where I say it's hard to tell the difference because it may just feel like manipulation in the beginning. But if it's that constant systematic cycle of the same sort of tactics, which we can talk about a little bit if you want, like the different things that people do that might be a sign. Yeah. But that going over and over and over again becomes gaslighting versus. So what are some of the tactics? So very simple tactics. When you hear them, you're like, okay. <laughs> um, the first one is called love bombing, which is probably the, the most catching version. And what love bombing is, is exactly what it sounds like. They bomb you with words of affection, false promises of like this wonderful, amazing future that you'll have together. You're the greatest thing in their life. They can't imagine life without you. Uh, and someone recently asked me, are those things not true? 
like how do you know whether or not they're the person actually feels that or if it's love bombing and what i said to them for me the difference would be with love bombing it's usually relatively quick in the relationship and usually well before the person knows you like if you've been dating the person for a week and they're telling you that they love you and they've never met anyone like you and they can't imagine a life without you that should be a red flag to you because they've only known you for a week now if they know you for years and years and years and you've been together a week and they say something like that that's a different situation they might genuinely like you they might genuinely feel that way but there's some indication before that so love bombing is very quick very early on in the relationship and then the other piece is that they usually follow it up with some sort of not great response like you could get in a fight or something or they cheat on you and you're ready to leave and then they love bomb you then to get you to stay, to not leave. So that's one one tactic is love bombing. Um, another one that kind of goes with love bombing with that same scenario, like if they feel like they're going to leave, is something called hoovering, which is from the brand Hoover. is a vacuum in the U.S. It might be a global brand. I'm not sure. I know they have them in the United States. We but it's literally... In Ireland, we we call everything as a Hoover. Like we don't we don't use the word vacuum. Every everything is a Hoover. Oh well, there you go. So it makes more sense for you than it did yeah. for me in America because I'm like, yeah. we've got lots of brands of vacuums. But basically, what that one is is sucking. They suck you back in. Hmm. They reach out into your world when you walk away to do anything they can to try to get you back. And part of that is is why a lot of times if you see a therapist or a professional for these types of relationships, what they're going to tell you is no contact. You break, you break up with them, you block them, you delete their numbers, you don't talk to them, their friends, their family, like you go cold turkey off of the narcissist because they will do everything they can in their toolbox, again, to get that supply from you, to get you hooked back in. And that's why it's called hoovering. They literally suck so hard that you come back to them. And then you start the cycle again. They love bomb you. There's infidelity, fighting, whatever. You break up. They suck you back in. So it starts the cycle of abuse in the relationship. Um, another lovely one, which I think I've actually experienced with a couple of people in my lifetime and didn't realize it, is called stonewalling, which is where they literally are like a stone. They just say nothing to you and withdraw from your world and make you reach for them. But then when you reach, they don't answer you and they don't respond to you. And then maybe they answer you once or say something to give you an insult or something. And then you try to come back again and they don't answer you until, you know, eventually they'll start talking to you again when they need you to talk to them, when they need that engagement with you again. And usually when they stonewall, you're going, what did I say? What did I do that made them stop talking to me? Oh, I, I must have upset them. I wonder how I upset them. Did I upset you? Why won't you tell me how I upset you? Who's in control? Yeah. That person at the, who's stonewalling you. Um, and then I will share one more because it's my favorite one, which is called Flying Monkeys. And I just like it because it's funny. But Flying Monkeys is from the movie Wizard of Oz. And if you haven't seen that movie, the Wicked Witch of the West has flying monkeys that she literally sends out to retrieve Dorothy from the fields, uh, from the, the mysterious woods, and basically destroy her friends. 
That's literally what a flying monkey does with for someone who gaslights you. They sweet talk this person who's usually a mutual friend between you and the gaslighter so that they will get information about where you're going and who you're talking to and what you're up to so they can randomly show up and meet you and engage with you. And again, get basically you're like a battery for them. They do what they can to hook into you, to get some energy, to get some attention, engagement, whatever, some validation for their image. And then once they're full, they usually treat you negatively until they need it again, and they pull you back in. And that's the thing with gaslighting is like a gaslight, they turn up the gas when they need more supply to keep their light burning. And then they stop the supply, it turns the gas down, then they turn it back up again. It's the same thing in the movie Gaslight. If you watch it, that's where the term comes from. That's basically part of the storyline is he literally changes the gas lines in the house and the gas lights flicker and she thinks she's going crazy. Mm. A little bit of the story if you haven't seen the movie. So, And you uh, actually have created this cast that's coming up this weekend. Um, you want to give us the title of the cast? Sure. So the name of the specialty class is Shutting Off the Gas to Gaslighting. And that's exactly what I would like to look at with the classes is giving people the tools, like what we're I'm sharing here in the podcast, sharing the tools and the information with people in an interactive format, i.e. it's a class, so that we have those live examples and conversations about whether you are being gaslit, you're not being gaslit, maybe you've seen it, you haven't seen it, but really getting you the tools and the information so that you, as you go through life, can see when it's happening and actually shut off the gas. Because most people go through life being gaslighted. They get out of the relationship. They feel distraught. They don't know what to do. But then they get back in the cycle again. Or people start to lead into the cycle and then ask, how do I get out? And that's really what I want to look at is getting to a place where you have enough sense of self that and enough presence and awareness of the information that you see when gaslighting is taking place. And then you're actually able to shut off that supply before you get in a situation where you can't get out. But also giving the tools that if you are in a situation that you can't get out of, maybe you get a little bit of freedom of how to live in the situation as long as you need to until you have the ability to leave. I love that. Thank you, John. Wow, you fried my brain. I think you fried everyone too. And it's just <laughs> the beginning. It's just the beginning. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to delve into this topic more and especially also um learn from you like how to deal with gaslighting, like what you know, how to actually not be at the effect of it. Cause like you said, you you live in a world where people gaslight. So it's not a it's not a behavior that's going away. But if you educate yourself, you can actually learn tools um, and ways to not be at the effect of it. Right. I'm actually the gaslighter yeah and one of the reasons with the again the book this book i'm sure amy will probably i don't in her podcast share a link somewhere the reason i suggest this book is um dr sarkis actually shares quotes of like people that she had cases with but there's one section in there that i think is brilliant on political leaders like we said they gaslighters exist in the world and you know sometimes you can't get rid of them. Like example, you're not probably going to remove a dictator from controlling your government. But she gives information in there to indicate what that looks like with political leaders. And she gives examples from some of the world's 
well-known leaders that were clearly gaslighters and narcissists. And when I read that chapter, I was like, holy crap, this is actually kind of slightly terrifying. So I highly recommend, I can't recommend enough that book, which sounds really funny to say over and over again. Those of you who watch this are probably more familiar with Access Consciousness, myself included. This is a non-Access Consciousness book that has so much information. Um, I and, have it, I bought it, and I read it in like a couple of nights. Yeah. Grateful because um, I read it, and then around that time, you know, people started accusing other people of gaslighting, people we know. Yeah. And so, like, I had the book to go in and like, kind of read. And it's it was interesting because, like, um, in the part with, like, the organ, like, looking at, um, you know, organizations, like, groups and stuff, like, that was the part we were looking at. And um, I said to you even, like, I mean, there is a couple of things in this list that you could say is going on in these groups. But, like, that's where... I think you kind of helped me a lot too. And maybe you could speak a little bit like how, like it's something about like, yeah, certain things may apply, but that doesn't mean it's a cult or that doesn't mean it's gaslighting. Right. Well, so, and that list, I think there's another list floating around that is not from this book, but it is another list. There's lots of stuff out there about gaslighting and cults and the signs of how to know when a group is doing it. And the, the pieces of it is if you look at the organizations as a whole what you have to look at is is it actually coming from all of the people in the group or is it a select few mm. and that was for me the biggest piece is yeah i can see where some of those things may apply but it's not coming from the core of the group or the organization it's actually like it can happen on the outskirts but if you're the biggest piece to me is if you're willing to look at it and you can see that it's taking place, that in and of itself is kind of an indication that you might not actually be gaslit because you can see it. Like if they're gaslighting you, they're not doing very good at it because you're in question. <laughs> and if you're, you're actually able to leave without losing. Mm. And that's my biggest piece with this too, with the, the organization that I'm familiar with is you can leave at any time. How, and you can leave, like you can choose to leave however you want to leave. There is no, like, there is no option where they're like, you cannot leave. And if you leave, all these horrible things will happen to you. If you leave, you leave. And that's the biggest part with, I would say too, with a relationship. I'm working with someone now who just left a relationship like this. And we've had lots of conversations because they did like stay in contact until recently. And so they got to see firsthand with this individual, like how easily it was for them to try to pull them back in or guilt them. And they're really good at manipulating you emotionally and really hitting it hard where you're the bad guy. Again, convincing you that you're the insane one, that you're the bad guy, you're making stuff up, you're, you're shaming them, you're abusing them when they're abusing you. Like there's so many twisted things that take place with this. And that's part of the, the difficulty with the topic like this is there are so many layers to it. And my the greatest tool I think that anyone can get with gaslighting is that it's not about the gaslighter. It's really about having a look at it for you, especially with the class that I'm doing. It's not going to be about gaslighters are bad and terrible and awful and this is what they're doing and you should you know stop these evil people. It's really looking at what is it that got you there in the first place that allowed you to be gaslit? Because that gaslighter isn't going to lose 
because you've disconnected and stopped talking to them, they're going to go on to continue to live however it is they choose to live. But that doesn't mean you have to continue to live at the effect of that relationship, whether it's with a person or an organization or a religion or any other thing. Even living in a country where maybe the leader is a gaslighter, that doesn't mean you can't live in that country. It just means you need to be aware of, of what's taking place and make decisions and choices that allow you to, you know, be safe and live your life. There's several countries around the world that their leaders are basically gaslighting nonstop, always. And those countries continue to thrive. But then you can't get mad at people within that country that gaslight you when they do it as a way of surviving. So again, gaslighters aren't necessarily narcissists. Narcissists use gaslighting as a tactic. There's, wow. There's so much more I could say. And I'm also looking at it being like, this is a podcast and it's supposed to be yes, short. Yes. Yeah, even even Kimberly, she's in the comments saying, I'm fried. <laughs> oh, I'm there like, are... I need to get some chocolate. And yeah, I like to see comments on here. Hello. <laughs> she just ordered the book, she said. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, thank you so really much, John. If you're interested, um, John has um, turning off the gas to gaslighting co coming up this weekend. It starts on Saturday, right? Yep, Saturday and Sunday, three hours each day. If you're in the U.S., it's in the middle of the day, and it's only a few hours, so, you know, I'm not taking your whole weekend away from you. And mm -hmm. if you're, I think most areas of the world, it's either in the morning a few hours or in the evening a few hours. So it's, yeah. I tried to pick a time that works for the world. If anyone like is, you know, if you're not quite ready to jump into a class, John also did a free taste of gaslighting um, and it's on his website on his shop and you can download that for free. So if you go to his website, which I provided the link in the description here. So it's www.johnwheeler.com, right? John Dash Wheeler. Yeah, but it's in the comments anyway. So just you can go there and you can download that free class as well. That was also very informative. So even with like that free class he did and today's podcast, there's like he covered a lot of information today. He didn't in his free class and he covered a lot of free classes. Free, he covered a lot of information in his free class that he didn't today. So combine the two, you'll have a lot of information. And if you want to go deeper, join us for the class this weekend if you want. Yeah, and I highly, again, recommend between the book and the movie Gaslight, if you choose nothing else between those two things, you will get a lot of information as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. See you all soon. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.